Heavenly Father, I know it's been written this since the beginning. I'm seeking your truth and I'm seeking your wisdom. You got it, my steps. Now you leave me with Hi, I'm Dr. Joshua. Hey, I'm Raven. Yo, what up? I'm KP. And this is In The Text, In episode 13, 14. right? <laughs> 13, 10 fingers, and three toes. We oh, here. 13. Yeah, we here. We are 13. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really 13. Te- yeah, even our technology is celebratory. Right, 13th right. episode. Yay. and. In the text, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, is about tearing down or breaking down or addressing stereotypes, barriers that people have to reading scripture. And the way we do that is by reading the scripture. People have the stereotypes because they don't read the scripture in its entirety. And we are taking our uh, our sweet time (laughs) getting through this text because it is that amazing. And I think I'll recap with what we did last week. We're in chapter four, and chapter four is the story of Cain and Abel. And even people who don't really read the Bible know about Cain and Abel. This is the second generation of that is dealing with the consequences of sin. Adam and Eve were disobedient to God, and now that whole dynamic is affecting their kids. And we have a situation where Cain and Abel have a relationship with God. It's not the same kind of relationship, but they have a relationship where God has expectations of them Abel meets the expectations, Cain doesn't. And Cain is angry about this. And he's so angry that his brother is favored over him that he kills his brother. And this is the moment where we left off the punishment that Cain has. And yeah, this is, this is where we are. So with that said, uh, before we get into the text, we need to invite our fourth co-host into the picture uh, so that we can have a great discussion today. I think you did that. I think you did it the last time, KP, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Mm, I don't know. One of us is going to do yeah, it. Yeah, one of us going to do it. I do it. Okay. I do it. Let's do invite it. him in. Okay. Um, God, we love you. God, we thank you um, because you're amazing. Um, we thank you for giving us the privilege and the honor, God, to be able to dive deep in your word. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you in uh, to give us your revelation, what you want us to share uh, not just to us, but also to everybody who's listening, God, so we can learn more about you. So we love you, and we thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We here. All right. We are here. Yeah. It's good. Good. Yeah. 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 It's good. Good. Some good episodes. Yeah. So, so Raven, let me ask you: like, what's what's on the tip of your tongue as you? As we get right back into chapter four, I think we left off on verse. We were we were in that paragraph that goes from like chapter four, verse ten through verse twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you like? What are you excited about getting into today? Man, yeah, I'm excited from us really seeing like the punishment, <laughs> really seeing um, God's reaction to. Cain's actions and then seeing how that begins to affect like him personally and then also man after that so that's what I'm excited to talk about his punishment yeah are you you enjoy other people (laughs) being punished dealing with pain well I'm enjoying (laughs) I'm enjoying seeing how this I mean it already happened conversations uh, offset it already happened right (laughs) 
it already happened. But I guess I'm just seeing like the story and like what unraveled because of this. Mm. That's yeah. more so what I'm excited to see is like what the byproduct of the punishment um, and Kane's reaction mm. and where is that taking us? That's what I'm excited. Yeah, to see. where are you going with this, Raven? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> 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 How about you, KB? Oh man. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm super excited just to see um, God's grace, mm. man. We we see us, man, especially starting from from his parents and all the way down to him. Just how gracious God is, even though like they just keep we just keep on messing up. Yeah, <laughs> we just keep on doing things right after another, right after another. But God still finds a way in His pronouncements or in His punishments. He always find a way. Say, hey, let me cover you and love on you while I discipline you. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I'm Too excited. I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what comes out with that. I like that you say that because I think, speaking of stereotypes, I think the the things that people associate with the Old Testament in general, but even in those mm. early parts, they just see God as just mean. Yeah. And you cross me, this is what I'm going to do to you. But right. I think as we actually read the story, we actually see how how merciful God is. Mm-hmm. I know we reflected last time on when God questions Cain, and he does it twice in this mm-hmm. chapter. First, he sees Cain angry, and he's like, okay, why are you angry? Right. Like God has already seen that he has a, a, a t- he's on a path mm-hmm. to murder. Right. And he's dealing with that anger right there, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and so he gives, he's like, he gives Cain an opportunity to process this, kind of deal with the root of it. And then, but Cain takes it to another level, right? And, and, and then he goes and kills his brother. And then God asks him another question, a question he already knows the answer to. <laughs> but I think he's giving Cain an opportunity to come clean like we talked about. Yep. He doesn't. He just says, I'm not my brother's keeper, you know. And so God just has to, you know, uh, levy the punishment on him. But I, I see God like, pro, pro, you know, God is proactive in trying to prevent Cain I'm going down this path. Right. Yeah. Man, it's such a, what is that song? Good, good father. Yes. Good, good father. <laughs> good, good father. I like that you said that he was proactive because I think um, another stereotype too is that God was distant mm. from these characters of the Bible. Like their lives were just unraveling and he was just like, like, where is God? You know? Um, but he's very active in the story. Like he's an active participant. I think we, started off um, talking with Genesis saying that, you know, this is God's story, right? Like he's the main character of the story. Mm. So we can't just dismiss him, you know, because the humans start acting like we see here. Clearly he's being very proactive with his creation. It's good. It is. It is. So, okay. And with that, right. um, We, okay. So God is proactive, but he's, What's interesting, he he is um he's proactive with his um trying to prevent us from going into uh a sin. Uh he's merciful when we're on the cusp of it or when we're doing it, but he's also active in the punishment. <laughs> like he doesn't at some point punishment has to happen. Right. Because, you know, I think with my kids, you know, I, I try to I don't enjoy disciplining them. That's not ever a fun part. And so I try to find ways to like give them other ways to redirect their energy or make different choices. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to do that? Et cetera. I'm account to 10 or et cetera. But at some point, if you don't, if you, if you don't hold them accountable, then you're not doing your job as a parent. That's good. That's so good. Dr. Josh. That is so good. 
So what if we read, uh, why don't we read starting at verse 10, that's a little overlap from last week, but just to kind of look at this punishment and see what's happened, seeing what happens. And I'm curious about your responses to like the actual punishment itself. So KP, why don't you read from like verse 10 to verse 12, and then Raven, you read from uh, 13, um, yeah, 13 through through 15. All right, so I'm, all right, 10 to 12. All yeah. Right. And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, you shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Okay, actually stop there. I'm going to just process those verses. So, so tell me what you're thinking as you read those passages. What do you think about this punishment? Um, and, you know, Cain's experience of it and God's, God executing it. Um, I feel like Raven on that stereotype. <laughs> you said God is always far, right? Because he was like, "Yo, you gonna be a fugitive? <laughs> you about to be gone, my guy? <laughs> you about to be a wanderer?" <laughs> that that is tough. That is tough. But at the same time, like, yo, you just killed your brother. And then on top of that, I tried to tried to reason with you, but you didn't you didn't you didn't apologize. You didn't say what you did or anything like that. You you presented me with a smart remark. So I have to be a father and I have to discipline you in this matter. So it was it was tough. It's tough. It's tough. But I, I yeah, it was tough. But his but what he did was tough as well. You know, you, you killed your brother. And the crazy thing, uh, I, I'm not sure if our translation say it, but uh, there's another translation said that you you took your brother to the field. So mm. you were yeah, like you were intentional yeah. about taking the field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> which is another level of punishment, even in our court today. Right. Um, yeah. I want to highlight a couple of words. I feel like Dr. Josh Jay. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about in Genesis 3 when God was pronouncing um, the pronouncements, whatever, mm-hmm. that we didn't necessarily see a curse like, oh, Eve, you are cursed. Oh, Adam, you are cursed. Mm-hmm. We saw the serpent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But this one, when we get to Cain in verse 11, it says, now you are under a curse mm-hmm. and driven from the ground. So Cain... You know, at this being the second generation, he actually receives a direct curse from the Lord. That's the first mm. thing I want to say. Mm. And the second, I have a question. Like all these pr- curses and pronouncements seem to be like in relation to like the ground. And, you know, mm-hmm. we know that he worked the ground all that. But when it gets to the end of verse 12, it says, you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Like that to me sounds like it doesn't go. I'm very confused. Why is he going to be a restless wanderer? Where is he going to wander to? And why will he be wandering? That's very strange. What's strange about it? It's very strange. Like, he's talking about, like, hey, the ground is, you are cursed. Mm-hmm. You are under a curse. Mm. 
driven from the ground, right? When you work the ground, it's no longer gonna yield crop for you. And oh yeah, by the way, you're gonna be a restless wanderer. So the grounds are gonna work for you. And then just get out of here and go walk the streets and the ground. Okay, so when you said get out of here, <laughs> where's here? So we said before mm-hmm. that they were a couple feet from the garden. Whatever distance it was. Whatever distance. <laughs> they were in the city the garden was in, but yeah. they couldn't go in the garden. <laughs> they couldn't go in the garden. Mm-hmm. And the garden was where? In Eden. Okay, yes. The garden was in Eden, but what was in the garden? What? That they wanted to be close to. Oh, the presence okay. of God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they couldn't mm-hmm. actually go in the garden, but they could be... Close to the garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're close to the garden in Eden. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden he's going to be a restless, like, restless wanderer. So is this... Further, God cementing this punishment you, of this separation from my presence. You ain't like got to go home. Them. But you got you to gotta get up out of here. Yeah. So at every step, they got to get further and further away. Okay, yeah. but, yeah, but the thing is, um, yeah, but. Did God... Um, you know, even when it says in verse 11, it doesn't even say God, it doesn't even say God says, I curse you. It says right. you are, so now you are cursed from, from the, the earth. Ground, yeah. Um, and so, okay, what's your version say? It says you are under a curse and driven from the ground. Okay. I mean, that's interesting. It, I, I think it still seems to be related to, I mean, and that's interesting. So the way yours says it, he's yeah. I, but the, I, whatever it is, I, the, the curse is related to the ground in some kind of way. Uh-huh. It's related to his strength. Yeah. So this very thing that he took pride in that he should have been, he felt should have been acknowledged over Abel. Yeah. He no longer has that strength. So mm-hmm. I, okay. in my view, it's related to that. This okay. thing he took strength in. Yeah. Um, and, and so like the ground will no longer give its strength to him. So he was really good at this. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we know it's hard to till the ground mm-hmm. from, from, from Genesis 3, and he could do it well. And that ability he no longer has. And so he's now ostracized from even that, even as close, he's even, he's, it seems like he's ostracized from Eden. For sure. Oh. For sure. So it's like it's a step further away from his presence. Because notice what it says in verse 14. He says, you've driven me, he's, he's, you've driven me from the face of the ground. And then he says, I shall be hidden from your face. Mm. Mm. You, you know what's so good about this is, um, first of all, Cain he killed his brother. The Bible says that his brother blood was crying out to God. So you got to think about it. Like, okay, you was working the ground, but the very thing that you were working the person that you killed blood is in there. So mm. that's why I believe wow. he was cursed. Like this thing is not going to produce for you anymore because that's you good. killed what I created. Like God loved human beings so much. Um, and so, and so I think that's why his punishment was so like bad because like, yo, I created humans and you are the first person to ever kill what I created. Okay, now hold on now. So remember we talked about this, the other kids. We don't know. We, we were saying we don't know if this is the first time this happened. I, I, 
I I think I think it was. Yeah. Especially I, because of course of course we don't see that, but I think he would have never he would never well that's further that's further down as far as his punishment, as far as him putting a snap on his Well why does he think other people are gonna kill him? Because of what he did. He started it. Yeah, I know. He's the origin. Oh, I see what he's saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I mean that's interesting. I just I just think if if there was another murder that took place, mm-hmm. I think the Bible would have told us at least the first, the first one. Yes, I could see that. But I also see too is what Doc, what Doctor Josh just said is that there might not have been murder going on, but there mm-hmm. must have been some type of a violence that Cain mm-hmm. is aware of. Yeah, because he, why is it that you're saying that whoever finds you was going to kill, kill you? Yeah, like, so yeah, what's no, happening in this other in this, city right. nation realm? Like, what is happening? Y'all off the chain. Y'all yeah. here killing people or being violent or whatever. So there is some craziness happening and outside I, of Eden. And I think it's, I don't know, maybe may because it's it's later on, too, when we see just how um, how God is when people kill people. Yeah. It's like, yo, like there's a consequence for how you kill people and, sure. when, and when you kill somebody. For sure. And so, um, so yeah. Yeah. They're in, they're not in the garden, but they seem to be in a place that is set apart from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's similar by the fact they're relating to God. He's expecting a sacrifice. Um, and Cain, under, it seems like he's under some kind of protection. And he yeah. understands that. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. you know, who knows to what degree is the blessing of the Lord helping him to till the ground better <laughs> than he otherwise would. Right. And so this is his opportunity to honor God with a sacrifice that he, that would be worthy. Um, and he just goes in another direction yeah, completely. And I wonder, you know, I don't know how, how he know about all these folks? I wonder how much he out. I wonder how much he's been phones about the culture. That's that's probably what happened. That's for sure, that's what probably happened. what happened. He yeah. probably he probably went on out there. Because that's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, like we know that exposure helps create like you know ideas and influences and, and that's things, true. right? So where where are you getting murder from? You're talking about his cousins and them. That's what I'm saying. Like, where where are you getting this violence? Um, yeah, to this extreme from? where it's yeah, taking somebody's man. life. Right. Where'd that come from? Especially if we're going to say, <laughs> especially if we're going to say right. that, um, that we're, you know, going to say that Adam and Eve had this, they were in this special place, right? Mm-hmm. This special protective place or whatever. Where are you getting all this other stuff from? Like it had to be coming from somewhere Yeah, because they're a lot older now too. Yeah. They're a lot older now. So mm-hmm. They've I been mean, around that's... for a minute. And as we see later on when it gets like, you know, chapter five and stuff, they walling too. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, that was that was a good point, Dr. Josh. Very interesting. Yeah, and it the other thing I want to say about God's punishment about him, again, it again, the, the tendency of people to see this as harsh. You know, when we see injustice in the earth, we don't think it's harsh if we insist that they get the death penalty. Right. If we insist when we see things, people see things on TV. They see things that they believe warrant a punishment by that party. They want, they go for blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so God is, 
when God does it, why is it harsh when God does it? Right. It's not, and it's not harsh when we demand it. <laughs> exactly. Or we say, oh, that wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, we right. go for the juggler. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so good. Um, I'm thinking about when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, that now they have this knowledge of right from wrong, right? We've talked about that could be them creating their own thoughts or ideas of what's moral, what's right. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, what's moral, what's wrong. And so Cain, remember, he had this issue because he thought his offering and his sacrifice was right. Like he thought he was the man. He thought he put in all this work and this effort. So he has a form of justice too because he thinks that God is injustice. Mm. Right? And saying that Abel had the better offering. So you're showing that, like to your point, Dr. Josh, you're showing that there is some type of justice, that there is some type of right and wrong. So now that it's flipped on the other side, now, oh, no, Lord, my pu- this punishment is too great that you know that I can't bear it. Oh my goodness. That's you flipping so, the script. That's so scary because that's how we are today. <laughs> that's, how we are today. <laughs> that's exactly how we are today. We feel like God ain't right. We, <laughs> we, we feel like I deserve this, I deserve that. But right. when, when God step in, uh-huh. it's like, God, why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that to you? <laughs> so yeah, man, that's tough. Yeah. No, we have our own sense of justice that is not consistent. Yeah. We're wow. selective. Yep. No. Selective outrage, as they say today. Right. Man, that's so good. That's wild. That's good. Okay. Now, tell me about verse 15. Verse 15 is really interesting. You want to read it, Dr. Josh? Okay. And the Lord said to him, because this is, Cain's complaining, right? Mm-hmm. And this is God's response. And the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord said a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Mm. What y'all think about that? Oh man, I just, I think I think that was I think that was God trying to put a grip on this sin thing because we know that God clearly He do not like sin and He do not want sin running rapid in something that He created, mm. and so He like hey. If anybody tried to, I got them because I want to stop all this madness. I don't want this to become a cycle. Mm. So I'm going to put an end to this. And it was him protecting him too. Wow. That's a person. And I believe that, well, I think, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong. There's a scripture that says, um, there is no sin if there is no law. Oh, that was in Romans. That's in Romans. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe that because there wasn't no direct uh, command uh-huh. that said not to kill, uh-huh. God had to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, because there, there, was, there, was, there was nothing there. That's my question. <laughs> I know you want our perspective, but that I have that question. Mm. And I think I kind of hinted at it. I didn't ask it right. But that was my question is like, we don't have the law yet. Mm-hmm. But we know killing is wrong, right? Right. He he mm-hmm. knows that because he has this experience with the fruit. He knows that. Um, but I my question is like, like, well, to what degree is he, you know, is he held to? Because again, there is no written law at this point. Okay, so uh, we're gonna read later. And, and I'm trying not to get ahead of myself, but we're going to read later in 
think it was a Genesis 6. Um, and it talks about violence filled the earth. Mm. Um, Genesis 6. Yeah, I don't, I mean, like, there's, mm. a, there's a reading of that that says that that's actually, like the commentator in the Bible I'm reading, says, sees that as that, that's actually referencing lawlessness. Mm. So they're, they're, oh. they're just lawlessness. You just do whatever you want. And in verse 15, See, this, this is the thing. Vengeance. Like, how else do you respond to an offense? Right? Like, you take vengeance on the person who did it to you, and then they take vengeance on you. It's just, a, it's just like you said, it's a cycle, mm-hmm. which is why, you know, and we know this from the other biblical principles. God always says, vengeance is mine. Right? Whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him. It's the Lord that should take vengeance, not people. That's, yeah. That's because good. when people take vengeance... It creates this cycle of violence and lawlessness, and you'll do whatever it takes to get to to avenge yourself, yep. even if it's not ethical. That's good. That's so true. That's good. That's real good. And that's what Cain did. And yeah. you know what? There is an ethical standard. Two reasons. One, we know that God did not look on Cain's offering with favor. Mm-hmm. So that's your first offense, bro, mm-hmm. man. That's, you have to be accountable <laughs> for that, too, right? The second, it says in verse seven, if you do not do what is right, you will not be, uh, will you not be accepted? I mean, you will not be accepted. And he says, but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at the door. So he did tell him, now it wasn't directly whatever, but he did tell him, hey, but there is a sin that Mm -hmm. is on the other side Mm -hmm. of this feeling and emotion that you're carrying. So he actually did tell him ahead of time, like, hey, bro, man, like, here is your you're written cold, right? There is a standard that I am going to hold you to. And he did tell him that up front. What I think is people move away from the lawgiver. God is the one that is giving revelation about right and wrong. Ah. And everyone else is moving away from that. They're ah. moving from the light to the darkness. Ah. And in the dark, you could do whatever you want. Yeah, that's it's so scary. true. That's so true. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. <laughs> that is scary. Because what, what, when do you stop when you're in the dark? Like what? Like that's when, <laughs> okay. Yep. Be free. That's, that's, thank you, KB. <laughs> that's when people, like, especially like, you know, people, you know, maybe look at atheists, for example. Mm-hmm. That's why atheists who try to have like a moral standard confuse me. Because like, well, what standard are you pulling from? Mm-hmm. Because God gives a moral standard. He sets the tone for morality, righteousness, and justice. So if I'm just using the atheist example. If you're an atheist, like how can you have any type of morality? How can you, what type of standard are you even setting for your own life, let alone Mm -hmm. the lives of others? There's three things they use. I put them in three categories. One is just, human convention so what has what if okay. what is the what is what are the ethical values that have been most consistent across different cultures that we can all agree on okay you know you know not killing people yeah. not lying all that kind of stuff then they'll what they'll try to do is try to identify in our human evolutionary history tendencies in the human condition so so there are uh evolutionists who look at the kind of behavior of humanity and there are ethical tendencies that Mm. humans have cultivated 
So the desire to, for, for example, to protect our young, et cetera. Okay. Um, and I think, what's the other one? Um, the other one is, those are, those are, those are the two so main things. Oh, and the third is to preserve the human uh, species. So hmm. um, they talk about the practical reasons why we would have ethical standards so that our species can continue. So those are the those are the three areas oh. that that I think feel like atheists will use. That sounds messy. <laughs> when you no, when you said it, my mind was going, and I'm just like, okay. But as culture and society changes, I look at society and culture today. Right? Oh, There's more things that are acceptable now that weren't however many years ago. So the standard for morality will always change if you don't have a guideline or a standard. That's very scary. I agree. I agree. So even with that, even with those points of morality you're trying you know they try to pull from those are very faulty you're walking on a very dangerous line brother man and you're counting on humanity to continue to be committed to that sustain that humanity and that's what you point, want to count on a moral and we talked about this before a, a moral standard should be three things one it should be transcendent so mm-hmm. that it's it goes beyond anyone's particular preference or pet right. cause right, right? Two, it should be comprehensive. It needs to cover every aspect of society. Yeah. And three, it needs to be sustainable across yeah. multiple generations. Right. That's good. Which is why we go <laughs> to the Bible. And you subscribe yeah. to it whether you like it or not. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's good. Wow. But, was, but your question was, but what was your question, though? Your question was just about why atheists no. most... No. Was there no. another question yet? There was another question. Okay. Yeah. So my, my question was, and I, I think I answered my own question, but my question was like, what standard was Cain hold, held to for the murder? Oh. Um, because it wasn't a written law, but then we talked about it in verse seven. Well, you. <sighs> a little bit. So Adam is alive. He's alive a yeah. long time. <laughs> yeah. So he knew what it was like before there was death. Yeah. Right, like death. Ooh. Death can't be a good thing. Okay. Right. I don't. I don't think, especially if you're using, inflicting death on people to punish them. I think it's inherent that it's bad. And so, then to inflict death on someone who's done nothing to you. Right. The innocent. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think there's some things, and the fact that God expects Cain to know what sin is, I think says a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But what do y'all think about God protecting him, this protecting a criminal? Like to the point of like, I will, I will hurt someone who tries to take vengeance. Because back in this time when you were like a fugitive, it was, it was, it would have told everybody is like you're worthy of abuse. Yeah. Because you've done this crime. It's almost like, you know how people go to prison for like maybe child molestation or something and the other prisoners just want to. They want to. Yeah. Uh, they want to. Yeah. Yeah. They want to beat you up because you're, you're like the category you're in. And it seems like this is the same way. Like hmm. you, we don't even know the people you offended, but you're in this category where like it's we can just abuse big. you. Right. Yeah. I think if I have an issue with this. <laughs> I don't deserve the grace of God. Because yes, no, see, that's what I, that's literally what came to my brain. 
Okay. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't killed anybody. But we we know Jesus' standard is completely different from the Old Testament mm-hmm. one. But I can't have an issue with this if I know, uh, hypothetically, whatever you want to call it, that's how God is with me. I, I really can't. I'm grateful, actually, that he did. Right? Like, other people in the world of society may have an issue with God. Like, like you said with mm-hmm. the example. Like, that's a crazy example. I can't take fault with this because I see yeah. myself there. No, for sure. It's probably look. It probably looks different. He yeah. don't put a mark on me. But yeah. <laughs> he hides me in different ways. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I agree. I agree. And and this is why we live in a society today where we we've talked about this on some Sundays where you know we're doing things in the name of justice, but it's our vengeance that's animating it, and we gotta like leave people to God. Yes. Whatever is the the basic thing, the basic justice that has to happen, we deal with that. But we don't go beyond that trying yeah. to inflict our punishment because yeah. we don't like what they did. That's yeah. so good. And let God take his vengeance on them if he yeah. feels that's necessary. That's yeah. good, Dr. Josh. Yeah. That's real good. That's real good. Yeah, because we'll be quick to take matters in our own hands. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Real quick. And just, and just I think I think you uh you mentioned it um just uh, in one of your sermons. God, he's just a he's just a righteous judge, yeah. you know. He 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 judged justly. Um, yeah. We it may not look like it to us, but he's a righteous judge. Like you know, he he always going to be fair when he judge. So that's good. He's so merciful. Yeah, man, man. Like he is he is he is just dunking him in mercy. Right. The whole, but it's it it, it was before, <laughs> during, and after. Yeah. Like he yes. didn't he he didn't switch up during any parts of Cain's journey, right through the whole thing. Like he knew in the before he even came to Cain, he knew he was premeditated. It was in his heart. Yeah, he gave him the grace then. Mm-hmm. Literally, while a couple we could say a couple minutes after it happened, whatever he came back to him, same grace. Yeah. Then after. When he has to delve out the punishment, there's still grace and mercy in the punishment. Like, what else do you want? Right. And that's a great place to close the segment. That's a great place. I'm Dr. Joshua. I'm Raven. And I'm KP. We're signing off, but never signing out. So till next time, make sure that you get get in in the the text. text.